Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. week and if you were not here it's probably um it's i'm glad you're here today and let me share with you with what we talked about last week uh so we started talking about last week about heaven we talked about how there are two different heavens how there is right now up in the spiritual realm there is a what we call a current heaven or an intermediate heaven and that is the heaven that when believers uh pass when believers take their last breath here on earth they are ushered into angels take their soul and they are ushered into heaven um into the presence of jesus um in heaven right now those of us which i'm assuming would be all of us have loved ones that have passed on that have passed in christ those people today are in heaven right now with Jesus Christ um, and will be for the who knows how long. Um, We talked about how in heaven we'll be reunited with Jesus, we'll be reunited with loved ones. Um, In heaven, um, I shared with you that I believe that we will have some type of bodily form, and I gave you a scripture reference for that. Um, uh, Maybe it's not a resurrected body because the resurrection of the church has not happened yet, but I believe that in heaven, in the current heaven right now, there is some type of bodily form. In heaven, we're able to talk, we're awake, we're alive, we know what's going on we can see we can ask Jesus questions he will answer questions Um, so life in heaven is a life in heaven it's not a time of unconsciousness it's not a time of what some people call soul sleep where you just kind of hang out in the waiting room waiting for the resurrection of the dead Um, but you are our loved ones today are alive in heaven with Jesus today So today, I want to, you can clap, by all means, clap for heaven. We love heaven and the Lord and our loved ones. Um, So today, I want us to talk about the second heaven, the second heaven that is to come. The heaven that is not here now, but the heaven that is to come. And this is our eternal heaven, and it's what the Bible calls the new heaven and the new earth. The new heaven and the new earth. We're going to read about it in just a minute in Revelation chapter 21. Um, But before we get there, let me share this. The new heaven and the new earth is the beginning of the new human history. I don't know whether you believe it or not or whether you know it or how you feel about it. But right now in 2023, I believe that we are living dangerously close at the end of the first human history. And then when the time of the new heaven and the new earth, that will be the beginning of a new human history. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. 
the new heaven and the new earth is at the very end of the tribulation period, is at the very end of the end of time stuff. Um, and it's the start of new life, it's the start of eternity, and it's the start of being with Jesus forever and ever. Let me give you the timeline of the um, end time events leading up to the new heaven and the new earth. It will go like this. You can read all of this in Revelation, uh, the book of Revelation. It lays out, it's pretty much in chronological order. It follows the order that I'm getting ready to re read to you here. So it starts like this. It will start with the rapture of the church. We've talked about this before. One day, sooner than later, I believe, Jesus will come back. The church, the believers that are alive at the time will be raptured, will be caught up. Paul tells us in Thessalonians, will be caught up to heaven. The word says that the dead in Christ, those that have passed um, before this time, um, will rise, will resurrect from the dead. We will meet them in the air. We will meet the Lord in the air and we'll be taken to heaven, to the current heaven during the tribulation period. Sometime between the, um, between the movement from earth to heaven, those that are not already passed, those that are alive, that are raptured, we will receive new bodies. Sometime between right here and up there, the, only the Lord can do it. We will receive new bodies. We'll receive resurrected bodies that matches the resurrected bodies of those that have already passed and are in heaven. We will receive new bodies, and those are the bodies that will never grow old. Those are the bodies that our knees won't hurt, our back won't hurt. We'll be able to hear and see everything, and I'm praying I will have the biggest head of hair you could ever imagine amen amen so the rapture of the church starts this whole process after the rapture of the church the bible talks about what is called a seven-year tribulation period during that seven-year tribulation period there'll be three and a half years that aren't so bad then there'll be three and a half years that are the worst time in human history. Read about it in the book of Genesis. It is absolutely terrible. During that time, the Antichrist will be in power and will be ruling over the world. During that time, there, there will be a temple built and the Antichrist will um, come into the temple and will set up a false worship of himself into the temple and it's what the bible calls the abomination of desolation at the end of the seven year tribulation period you can mark that date from the time it starts exactly seven years at the very end of that tribulation period the bible talks about jesus second coming that will be the time where jesus will come back will leave heaven come back to earth plant his feet on the mount of olives which is the exact same place that he was before he descended into heaven um, two thousand years ago he will leave heaven, come back to earth, and be here. And where will you and I, the believers, be? We'll be right there with him. We'll be on a white horse. We'll be right behind him, fighting the fight with him. But we're not going to have to do much fighting. Because the word says that that all leads to what is called the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon is won by Jesus Christ doing what? Who knows? By his word by his voice, by his breath. The word of God is so powerful, y'all, that with that one word, with one breath of God, the enemy will be defeated. Sin will be eradicated from the world. 
and then we will get to what is called the millennial period. We'll get to a time where Jesus sets up his kingdom here on this very earth for a thousand years. After the Battle of Armageddon, Jesus sets up his thousand-year reign here. The, uh, the, um, the enemy, Satan, is bound up during this time. At the end of a thousand years, the enemy is let loose. And believe it or not, a thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ, will, the enemy will still be able to deceive people, will still be able to pull people away from Jesus, even after Jesus Christ himself is here on earth for a thousand years. Following that thousand-year reign, following Satan's unleashing one last time, following Satan's de um, deception one last time, the Bible says that he will be defeated one last time. He will be bound up, thrown into the lake of fire, and that will be the end of the enemy forever and ever and ever. Following that, we get to Revelation chapter 21, and that is where we see the new heaven and the new earth, where it comes into play, following that whole timeline from the rapture of the church to the, um, to the, the, um, the defeat of the enemy being thrown into the lake of fire. Then we get to our new eternal home in the new heaven and the new earth. Let me share one more thing before we read about it. I believe today, we've talked about expectations before. If we don't have right expectations going into something, once we get there and it doesn't meet our expectations, or we didn't have right expectations on the front end, then we're going to be disappointed when we get there. Let me share this about uh, the new heaven and the new earth. It's really important that you understand the process, and it's really important that you understand what's going to be happening, what it's going to look like, who's going to get there. Because if our expectations are off, once reality kicks in, you'll find yourselves in a great deal of trouble. A few years ago, my main man, TJ, was probably four or five, give or take. He broke his arm. He broke his second arm after breaking the first arm about five months earlier. My man broke both arms within six months of each other. We thought for sure we were getting a call from CPS. Like we thought Child Protective Services is going to call, they're going to take him away. However, they didn't. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that they didn't at least check up and see why he broke two arms within six months, but he didn't. But he fell off of a gator, one of those, um, not an alligator, but one of those like cars, whatever you, like, not a tractor, but you know what I'm talking about. He fell off one. Callie's sister is to blame. She was driving. It ran over him. It, like, ran up the side. Luckily, it didn't run over his head or face, thankfully, um, and he broke his arm. So we get him to the doctors. We go to the Thomasville Peds in Thomasville. They said, you got to go to the hospital and get an x-ray. So we go right over to the hospital. We get an x-ray. We're sitting around there all afternoon. Finally, they call us on the little phone there in the waiting room, and Callie, I think you talked to him, didn't you? Callie answered. The guy said, listen, his arm's broke. It is vital that you get him to Brenner's right now. So you don't go anywhere else. Leave straight from here. Get him to Brenner's to see a specialist right this very moment. So we left straight from Thomasville, headed straight up 109 to Winston. We didn't stop for drinks. We didn't stop and get gas. We didn't stop and use the bathroom. They said, it's vital that we get there. By God, we got to get there as fast as we can. We're thinking surgery. We're thinking like pins. We're thinking something's not going to grow back together right. I'm thinking in my mind, am I going to have to spend the night in a little chair in the hospital rooms? I'm thinking all this stuff, y'all. We're like worst case scenario. No lie. 
we get to Brenner's. We walk in. We check in. They send us back. They do another x-ray. They come back out. You know what they say? Said it's broke. They gave us a sling and sent us home. They also sent that $1,500 bill going along with it. <laughs> the expectations of us going to the hospital that afternoon did not match up with reality, which we're thankful for in this case is a good thing, but our expectations was off. Luckily for us today, the Word tells us exactly what to expect when we're talking about heaven and eternity. And this is what the Word says in Revelation chapter 21, starting in verse 1. This is John speaking. He says this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them. And they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eye, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Verse 5, And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new and he said right right for these words are faithful and true then he said to me it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end i will give to the one who thirsts from the from the spring of the water of life without cost uh he who overcomes will inherit these things and i will be his god and he will be my son but for the cowardly and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the immoral persons and the sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So there is a short description, a good description, actually, of the new heaven and the new earth. Now, if you read the rest of chapter 21 and on into chapter 22, you get some more details. We'll talk about those in a minute. I want to go through this the same way we did yesterday. I want to answer some questions for you about the new heaven and the new earth. I got four questions that you may have this morning that I want to try to answer. If you have other questions about the new heaven and new earth or the current heaven, um, feel free to write them down, give them to me, and we'll discuss them maybe next week or the week after. Um, that would be really cool. It would be great. Don't ask me anything hard, though, okay? Like, keep it simple. Cool? Cool. All right, question one. Why is it called the new heaven and the new earth? The answer is because it's new. I know that's groundbreaking. I know that's deep theological truth. It's new. God is a God that creates. We see in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, he creates everything. He created everything around us. He created everything we see. Paul tells us in, first, in Colossians 1.16 that everything was created by God and for God. God is a creator. God is a sustainer. God is the one that's sovereign. God is the reason that you and I are here today. God is the reason that we have everything that we have today. God is a creator. Believe it or not, the way our world is today is not the way that it was intended in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. So there will come a day where God will create the world again because this is not the best it's going to be for you and I. 
We have good days today and we have bad days today, but this is not what we have to look forward to. And one day God will create the new heavens and the new earth to fulfill the original creation he had, uh, the original purpose he had in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. He will create a new heaven and a new earth for his people one day. Question number two, why do we need a new heaven and a new earth? The answer is because of Genesis chapter 3. We find in Genesis chapter 3 the deception of Adam and Eve. We find the disobedience of Adam and Eve, um, the disobedience to God's word, and the, uh, inner, and the entering of sin into our world. Um, like I said just a minute ago, our world today is the way it is because of Genesis chapter 3. If you take Genesis chapter 3 out of the Bible, guess what? You don't need the rest of the Bible. Because everything else in Scripture talks about the redemption of people, the redemption of mankind, because of sin in Genesis chapter 3. What you living in today is not what God had planned in Genesis 1 and 2. And so because of that, we are in need of a new heaven and a new earth today. I hope you know, and if you don't know, I'm sure you can look around and tell pretty easy, that sin has infected every part of our human life and every part of our human history. The reason that we struggle today is because of sin. The reason that we have to go to funerals is because of sin. The reason we have to lock our doors at nighttime is because of sin. The reason that we have physical pain and broken bones is because of sin. The reason we have emotional pain, the reason depression is a part of life today is because of sin. Every part, every struggle, every pain comes from, derives from Genesis chapter 3 when sin entered the world. A while back, my man TJ had a stomach ache and I remember he come over to me, kind of walked over to the chair. He's like, Dave, my stomach hurts. I was like, suck it up, son, it happens. He said, why does my stomach hurt? I said, because of sin, buddy. And he was like, he was like two or three, right? Like, he had no idea what I'm talking about. He said, what does that mean? I said, well, in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve disobeyed God and followed the enemy. And because they did that, the world, uh, the earth was cursed. God put a curse on the earth and said, everything that you do will be cursed because of the effect of sin. And so your physical body, your, uh, the pain in your physical body right now in your stomach, and even those broken arms that you had, all that can be traced back to Genesis chapter 3 when Adam and Eve disobeyed God's law and God's word. He said, what's that got to do with my belly hurting? I said, trust me, buddy. One day it won't hurt. But go use the bathroom. I don't know. But go take some Pepto, right? Like, go drink you a, a sip of Pepto. Um, all the bad stuff is because of Genesis chapter 3. When you read Genesis 1 and 2, what you see is God giving um, Adam and Eve four simple commands. The four commands were this. Be fruitful and multiply. Subdue the earth and have dominion over it. Work and keep the garden and to obey my law. None of that stuff happened. Now, it may have happened for a little while. There's no record of it, but it may have happened for a little while. But what there is record of is them being fruitful and multiplying after Genesis chapter 3, 
after the fall of mankind. We see they did not subdue the earth after Genesis 3. We see they did not work and keep the garden after Genesis 3 because God ran them out of the garden because of Genesis chapter 3. And we saw that they did not keep his law and obey his word by following the word of the serpent in the garden. So what we have today is not part of what God intended. God intended us to live in perfect harmony with him and with people. But because of the enemy, because of the serpent, and because sin entered the world, today you and I are in, are in need of a new heaven and a new earth. That's why God's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. Another reason why we need a new heaven and a new earth is because following the tribulation period, following that seven-year tribulation period, the physical earth that we're on right now is going to be tore up, is going to be in bad shape. I made a short list here of what's going to happen during that three-year, three-and-a-half-year period. Let me tell you just a couple things. Revelation 6 tells us there's going to be a great earthquake. Revelation 8 tells us that hell and fire are going to fall upon the earth, and one-third of all the trees and all the grass are going to be burned up. Revelation 8 also tells us that a fiery mountain falls into the sea and turns all the water into blood, resulting in a third of the sea creatures dying. Revelation 8 also tells us that a star or a meteor is going to fall and hit the earth, and a third of all the river water is going to turn to bitter water. Where you're sitting right now, where you're standing right now, will be tore up because of sin and the judgment of sin that's why we need a new heaven and a new earth god has something better planned for you than what you have today god has something better planned for you than your best day today you are worth more than that to god you are worth more than that to him he looks at you with love and compassion as a son or daughter and he's got something great in store for you Better than what we can see here today. Question number three, who will be there? Who will be in the new heaven and the new earth? Well, Revelation 21 tells us, uh, says this, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. You'll find no temple in the new heaven and the new earth because God is living with us. God is there. The Son, Jesus Christ, is there. He goes on to say this, and he will dwell among the men, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. We'll be walking down the street and just pass Jesus and be like, Jesus, right? Um, we're going to like pass by the street and like see the Apostle Paul and kind of give him a head nod, like, like we do, like, Paul, my man. Um, all saints of all time will be there. John 3.16 says what? Whoever believes shall not what? Perish or die, but have the new heaven and the new earth is that everlasting life. Anyone that has passed in Christ will be there. You'll have loved ones there. I'll have loved ones there. We'll be reunited with them. We know that they'll be there. Who will not be there? Revelation 21 verse 8 tells us that, says this, But for the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, 
the murderers, the immoral persons, the sorcerers and idolaters, and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. There, John makes it clear. These people will not be there. Jesus is going to be there. God the Father is going to be there. But these people, the unbelievers, this life's not for them. The good news is there's hope. Amen. The good news is that time is not here yet. So if you find yourself today living an unbelieving life, living away from Jesus Christ, today may be the day that God is speaking to you. Come home. I got this plan for you. I got it ready for you. It's coming. The new heaven and the new earth. It's going to be great. God the Father is going to be there. Jesus the Son's going to be there. The Spirit's going to be there. You got family there. You got friends going to be there. I got it ready for you too. It's got your name as well. Now I hear this question asked a lot, and I'm going to do my best to answer it for you today. Once we get to heaven, the new heaven and the new earth, will we know if our loved ones are not there? You understand? Will we know if our loved ones are not there? The question is, I don't know. Or the answer is, I don't know. But I don't think so. I don't think so. Let me explain. There's a verse in Isaiah chapter 65 says this. This is God speaking to Isaiah. For behold, I create the new heavens and the new earth. And the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. Now, the thought today of you and myself being in eternity in the new heaven and new earth with Jesus, with loved ones, but without other loved ones, is a fearful thought. Amen? It brings sorrow. It may bring pain. It brings worry. may bring some fear. According to God in Isaiah 65, could it be possible that the new heaven and the new earth is so good that we don't remember any of the pain and sorrow from today? Could it be that when we get there, God does a work in our heart and does a work in our life that only He can do that we don't even realize or we don't even know that loved ones are not there? The answer is I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is this. The best of the best today with the people in our lives today cannot compare with the worst of the worst there. And the good news is there is no worst of the worst there. Amen. Does that make sense? All the goodness of today, the people, the love, the community, the food, the sharing, the TV shows, whatever, whatever you consider good today, the best of the best today cannot compare to the worst of the worst there, but there's not going to be any worse there because Jesus is there. God the Father's there. And you'll be there. And I'll be there because you ain't going without me. Right? I ain't going without you. Right? We're all in this deal together. We're going to set up a Central Westland Church in heaven. Number, 
whatever number we're on, four. What will life be like in the new heaven and the new earth? We got a couple glimpses in Scripture of what life will be like. We got a glimpse in Genesis 1 and 2 what the new heaven and the new earth will be like. We get a glimpse of, the, of eternity when we see the resurrected Jesus. We see him walking, talking with a body. We see him eating food. Um, so there's going to be food there. We talked about that last week in heaven. We talked about sweet tea. We talked about fried chicken. We talked about all the good stuff that will be there when we get to heaven. Uh, I believe in heaven. The Bible says that we will reign and rule with Christ. I believe that we will have to work in heaven the same way God told Adam and Eve to work and keep the land. We will work in heaven. I believe the new heaven and the new earth will look a lot similar to today. We will live with people. We will go places. We will have jobs. We'll do things with one exception. Without the enemy without sin in the new heaven there'll be no war there'll be no addiction there'll be no greed and no sickness in the new heaven and new earth there'll be no locked doors no immorality no jealousy no depression no terrorist uh, no famine no pain and no death now for us to think about that it makes no sense right because of the sin today like we don't even understand like, no pain. We don't have to lock our doors. No division. No black, white, and brown thing. Like, how does this even work? No death. We'll live forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Our minds can't comprehend, but the Word tells us that when we get there, it'll be the best thing ever. If you keep reading Revelation 21 and 22, it tells us a couple more things. It tells us that the new earth will be like a cube. It will be like a square, a cube, about the size of the moon. About the size of the moon, we'll all be living together. The Bible tells us um, that it is 1,500 uh, 1500 feet when you stand in the middle of it, 1,500 feet to the east, 1,500 feet to the west, north, south, you get what I'm saying here. It is a 1,500 foot from the middle cube. Somebody did some math on this deal. I'm not this smart. Um, but they figured out by the size of the new heaven and the new earth, they can hold at least 20 billion people comfortably in the new heaven and new earth. Now, if you want to know how many people 20 billion is, um, that is the United States population times 20. That's a lot of people that we'll be living with and still have room. The good news is there'll be no division between people. They can play their music too loud and it'll be okay. You'll be singing along with. They can mow their yard at any time of the day and you won't get mad. You can mow your yard any time of the day and they won't get mad because there's no division between people the bible also tells us that in the new heaven and new earth there'll be no nighttime there'll be no sleeping the light of god almighty keeps lights up the whole world the whole earth all day long your body will not get tired your body will not wear out because you have a resurrected body and there is no sleeping how cool is that to me that sounds cool because i don't like sleeping i stay up late 
I like knowing everything. I like watching the games and the scores and the news. I don't want to miss anything. I like to be awake. This is great. The Bible also tells us in Revelation 21 and 22 that this is where the streets of gold will be. The walls of the, of the world, the walls of the city will be made of precious stones. There'll be a river running right through the middle of it. And the tree of life will be in the new heaven and the new earth. The Bible says that we will be able to eat of the tree of life. When we get to heaven, the same tree that God told Adam and Eve not to eat, we will have the ability to partake. Why? Because we live forever. This is God's plan for you and I. Everything that God has been pointing towards is pointing towards to this. The scripture points to Jesus. The Old Testament points to Jesus. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is the rest for all eternity. We're with Jesus. We're made new. Our bodies are new. We're in a new heaven and a new earth. I read this quote a while back. It says this, everything connected to our spiritual life and destiny is in heaven. Our Father's there, our Savior's there, our Comforter's there, our fellow believers are there, our name is there, our life is there, our inheritance is there, our home is there, our citizenship, our reward, our treasure is all there. Everything that belongs to us belongs to Him, and it's all there waiting on you. That's the new heaven and the new earth. That's what God has planned. Two quick things and we are done. If you know this about the future, what does that mean for you today? Two things. Number one, if you believe it, we've got to live it. This word, this future that God has planned is way too important and way too serious and way too good for us to actually believe that to be the case and it not change our life today. We should be making decisions with heaven in mind. We should be making parenting decisions with heaven in mind. We should be having conversations with heaven in mind. The future glory that God has planned for us should impact and change your life today. Number two, if we believe it, we should share it. We should share it. Is that good news, what God has planned for us, or what? Is it good enough that it should come up in conversation at least every once in a while? Yes. Yeah, yeah, especially if we want those loved ones to know. They may not have anybody else in their life that knows, that believes it. God may have you in their life to share this news with them. There may be other people in their life that knows it, but don't share it. Let's make sure that's not us. Amen. Let's make sure we take every opportunity to share the goodness of God, to share his love and his forgiveness, to share his plan and his purpose, and to share the future that God has planned for believers, for you, and for me, and that is resurrected bodies in a resurrected new heaven and a new earth for all eternity. Amen? Let's stand together. Come on up, band. Let's pray.
God, today we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your plan. God, we thank you that you have a plan. God, we thank you for making a way for us to get to heaven today. We thank you for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, for the payment of our sin, and for doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And God, because of that, today we can stand here as forgiven people, as holy people, as redeemed people, and as people going to heaven. We can stand here today with a confirmed belief that what we have today is not what you have planned for us tomorrow. God, you have better days in store with the new heaven and the new earth. God, today I pray for my friends, for my family, for my brothers and sisters, and for myself. God, that if we believe it, we'll live it. If we believe it, we'll share it. God, help us today to not keep this good news to ourselves. Help us to share your word to our friends and to our family. We want to see them in heaven. We want to live beside of them for all eternity. And God, we know the only way that happens is through you. Through the belief, through the confession, and the acceptance and submission to Jesus Christ as Lord. God, help us today. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.